Teen Time Presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.hk. Teen Time Podcast On Demand. This is the Teen Time Science Blog. I'm Neil Chase. We can estimate that planet Earth is around 4.5 billion years old. However, trying to understand when life was first seen here is much harder. The only way we can say for sure is when we find fossils in rocks. It is possible to date the age of rocks through various carbon dating methods. And so if we find a fossil in a rock, then we know that life existed at that time. In a recent discovery, scientists in Africa have uncovered rocks that are 760 million years old. And in that rock, there is a fossilized microorganism, which we can also say is 760 million years old. The organism was extremely basic, a bit like a microscopic sponge, but it is now the earliest form of life that we have found on our planet. We can still only guess how this organism came to be, but most scientists believe in a mixture of elements and amino acids that was on Earth a billion years ago, and from that so-called primordial soup, life then developed. As for life on planet Earth today, scientists have discovered what is probably the oldest living organism on the planet. It is a patch of seagrass in the Mediterranean Sea, and DNA sequencing of that has determined that it is around 200,000 years old. Previously, the oldest known organism on Earth was deemed to be a plant in Australia, but this seagrass is four times older than that. It is still a little hard to qualify which parts of the grass is 200,000 years old as it is constantly regenerating, but parts of that plant do seem to have been around that long. Unfortunately, with the threat of global warming and increasing pollution in the world's oceans, it is much harder to say if the Mediterranean seagrass will be around for another 200,000 years. One of the more disappointing aspects of the science world is the ongoing research that is done to find more efficient ways of killing people. Research and development into military systems, armaments, guns, bombs, and all these things that strive to make killing people easier for one army when combating another army. The money that is spent on this sort of research is mind-boggling, and when one country does it, other countries have to do the same in order to catch up. And so a recent development from the UK seems particularly distasteful. Scientists are apparently planning ways to plug guns and other weapons directly into the brains of soldiers, so that the soldiers can fire their weapons quicker and more effectively. As part of this process, it is quite likely that drugs would have to be taken by the soldier to speed up brain function. Whilst this sort of research could be a great help to people with severe paralysis, its use in making man a more efficient killing machine is very sad. If you feel depressed, it is usually just a temporary emotion, perhaps after a sad day or some bad news. 
but it can be or become a medical issue that needs professional help or medication. However, spotting the early signs of depression can be hard, and so a new smartphone app aims to make that a little easier. It is a type of virtual therapist devised by a university in the United States that recognizes your usual habits when using your smartphone, such as numbers called, websites visited, and so on. And then, if those habits change significantly, then it can send automated text messages to friends or family, alerting them of a possible problem. This sort of automated diagnosis of a problem is definitely not suggested instead of doctors, but perhaps for people who have a record of depression, it might be a help. If you like scary roller coasters, and no, I do not, then you will like the plans for a new roller coaster that a company in California is hoping to develop. Not only would it travel at speeds around 170 kilometers per hour, but riders would also be able to experience periods of weightlessness. If an aircraft hurtles at high speed vertically downwards, then people inside will experience reduced or zero gravity. This is one of the ways that the NASA Space Agency trains astronauts to get used to zero gravity. So this new roller coaster would aim to do the same. Have long periods of drop where the riders would experience something close to zero gravity. The roller coaster is still in the design stages, and as it would take extreme precision to make it work faultlessly, then that would make it extremely expensive to build. However, if it does get built, it would definitely be the scariest roller coaster in the world. And that's it for the Team Time Science Blog for this week. I'm Neil Chase, and I'll be back again next week with more from the science world. 